USA, Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio, and your host, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one, Jeff Kaufman. Good morning, uh, or should I say good evening, sorry. I'm so used to saying good morning. I'm not used to doing my show in in the evenings so much. Good evening, fellow Americans. I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's going good for you. As long as you're not voting for Trump. Ha! You know, um, it's just amazing. I say that a lot because it's so befuddling. This whole entire freaking thing, this whole Donald Trump shit. I'll just be honest with you, it drives me fucking bonkers. It's so hard to keep track of. There's so much shit he's done. I sat down the other night and was actually going through all the things that I know Donald Trump has done. All this little whimsical bullshit. Like, you know. Completely ignoring the Hatch Act. No, I don't care. Just we're gonna we're gonna just do our thing right in front of the White House. Cause it's a genius thing to do, you know. Violate the Hatch Act. He just doesn't care. He feels invincible. And it's sad, you know, because you can break the rules. You know, I. What's that one New York expression? Sue me. You don't like it? Sue me. I don't care. Fuck you. That's kind of like what he did. He doesn't care. He believes he's above the law. He wants everybody else to obey the law. Kind of an oxymoron. He is a fucking moron. Put the word oxy in front of it. Sometimes it makes a little more sense because... Let's just not go there. So, Rand Paul, probably his stupidest stunt ever, decides after the inauguration, what he's going to do, he's going to walk to the hotel. Now, granted, granted, 
this is America. He should be able to walk to a fucking hotel at night if he wanted to. I don't think anybody's insinuating that he couldn't walk to the hotel. It's the insinuation that he was assaulted. I watched the video pretty closely. I don't really think he was insulted. I mean, assaulted as much as he was insulted. There was a crowd of people around him, yeah. There was a lot of people. They were chanting, yelling at him to say her name. Brianna Taylor. Yeah, I kind of hope... I know it's not going to happen, but I kind of hope that maybe it'll open his eyes. And maybe he'll open his eyes and take a look around at the America Donald Trump has created. Because I'm sure he lives a very sheltered life. But it was the act, knowing full well, that people were protesting in the streets right outside where he was and decides to walk to the hotel. When even everybody knew that he had a way to get there other than walking, he could have taken any car that was being offered to him for a drive back to the hotel, obviously security, but he refused from what I understand. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. And decide to walk to the hotel. Hey, you're rolling the dice, bud. What do you want? What do you want? You knew what was going to happen. Rand Paul knew. He knew what was going to happen. He did it anyways. He chose to do it. Probably just for the exposure. Just to say, oh, look, I was assaulted. Just to help Donald Trump's campaign. Hey, look. Rand Rand Paul, listen, uh, Rudy Giuliani got booed out of the Yankee Stadium. They weren't protesting or watching a fucking baseball game. It should be a pretty heavy weight to wear, knowing that you can't even show your face in public because you're so disrespected. Nobody likes you. You're unrespected. Nobody goes, oh, it's Rand Paul, let's get his autograph. No, they're like, oh, there's Rand Paul, let's go scared the shit out of him because nobody likes him because he ignores the obvious he ignores the same thing that we all see in here Donald Trump he's empowered him he's covered for him Rand Paul isn't a good man if he can walk onto that crowd of people and not address them not try to speak to them just coward behind a police officer. He was afraid for his life. So he said, I would think, given the opportunity that he had, he could have very easily just turned around and talked to his constituents. Oh, but no, not Rand Paul. I don't know the guy from Illinois. I don't really give a shit. I just know he's another filthy, rotten, dirty little politician and is completely and utterly helping Donald Trump do the damage that he's doing to this country 
he's complicit. He's complicit because no matter what Donald Trump has done, Rand Paul has very weak legs, apparently, because he won't stand up for this country. You created the monster. Now you don't want to face it. You're afraid of the people of this country because you know you're guilty. I don't know what, you know, God knows only of what. When maybe Trump, uh, I mean, not Trump, but uh, Russia, either one. Uh, Russia hacked the RNC database. I'm sure there's something in there. Who knows? Who knows why these people support Donald Trump? It's surely not because of his leadership. Surely not because of his mannerisms or his character. There has to be some underlining reason why all these politicians won't accept the obvious. Ignore reality. And cheer on and cover and protect a man who's who's done more damage to this country in four years than any president in the United States history. Who woefully, willfully, and ignorantly took us to a point in this country where during the inauguration, 4,000 more Americans died from COVID-19 in that short span of time. His inauguration speech was filled with the typical Naziistic type of fear-mongering approach telling the world that America is going to turn into a communist country if we elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You know, I've said it in my last episode, I'll say it again, the very technique that he's using is almost exactly the same technique that Adolf Hitler used in, in Germany before World War II to gain power. He flamed the fire of fear and inflamed the fire of patriotism, both at the same time. Unfortunately, he didn't exactly address the problem, did he? witnessing a horrible time in this country. I mean, just take a look around. What kills me is that they continue to blame the Democrats for all of it. No responsibility whatsoever. They just seem to just want it to all just go away. They won't address the underlining issues of the people in Kenosha, Wisconsin why they were in the streets why they were protesting why they were rioting didn't address seven bullet wounds in a young man's back 
they addressed the outcome. Those are your fellow Americans in those streets standing up for injustice and inequality, standing up for a lost, well, almost a lost life, a paralyzed man now handcuffed to a fucking hospital bed. Those are your fellow Americans out there in those streets. Right or wrong, you can... I mean, of course, I denounce rioting. But at the same time, and I said it before, how can you... this This is the outcome of a people that are silenced. This is an outcome of the people who are outraged. This is the outcome, the logical outcome of oppression. The logical outcome of having someone like Donald Trump pretending to be president. You don't have to agree. I don't. I don't really. I, I don't know if you do. I don't. I don't care. I know what I saw with my own two eyes. I know what I witnessed. There was nothing good about the RNC. Just further division. Just further divide. Just more challenges for this country to unite. If America wants a united America, then he needs to start acting like. He wants a united America because he doesn't act like he wants a united America. He acts like he wants something else. This is Danger Close, USA, Angry, Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. I'll be right back. AR-9604. For my country, and um, I worry about what's going on in this country, and I don't need any answers to my questions because they've all been answered. Today was a great day in my house this morning. We uh, managed to watch the news for a little while. <coughs> Excuse me. Managed to watch the news for a while. We watched the march on uh, Washington. I watched Al Sharpton. I was never really a big fan of Al Sharpton until I watched him speak today. And I've watched him speak before. Uh, He was on fire. And uh, 
man, I, I was just uh, taken back by it in a good way. Yeah, like I said, I, I always liked Al Sharpton. Don't get me wrong. I always liked him. I was just never uh, a little over the top. But today when he uh, spoke, I'll tell you, it resonated with me quite, uh, quite well. I wish I could have been there. I, I, I really wish I could have been there. You know, um, a lot of great people stood there today and marched. And I had a lot of revelations. If black Americans have to talk to their children about how to act in front of police... How to handle white people. (laughs) Mostly how to stay safe when in an encounter with a police officer. Move slow. Don't reach for the glove compartment too fast. I said to myself, if black people need to have those discussions with their children, then maybe white people should have a discussion with their own. But don't worry, that happens in my house. But... Let me reiterate, I guess. uh, What I was trying to say is if black Americans have to talk to their children about how to survive a routine traffic stop, then maybe it's time for the white people in this country to talk to their children about what black people have to go through. I know. (laughs) Shit in one hand and wish in the other, but I really, honestly, that's the only way you're going to eradicate racism without getting blood on your hands is to educate in the next generation in the next generation this gener- these generations coming up these young children who are seeing everything that they're seeing they're going to challenge the government of this country going to challenge the government of this country because they have literally watched them mishandle this country for far too long. But see, the best thing about these generations coming up the best things about this generation coming up, these these young children growing up in this country witnessing all this best thing about it is they're going to put an end to the innocent killing of black people and people of color. They are going to be the ones that live Martin Luther King's dream. And if not them, the next one. You just can't give up hope. You just can't let go of the fight. And you have to believe that it's going to continue but eventually end because we're raising children who don't see color they're they're out there I mean not so much in the south where I live but they're out there and it's happening 
and you're waking up and you're realizing that their black best friend that they went to school with they were just some black friend they were a fucking human being they're realizing that the way we've allowed especially right now in America for our black Americans to be treated as such they learned and they see it and every new generation that enters this country born in this country or migrates to this country or illegally crosses the border for freedom each generation is going to carry a genetic code so to speak a seed in their head an idea Because every generation is going to teach the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. And right now, if my generation has their eyes open, I know the generation behind ours, and theirs, and so on and so forth, their eyes are wider, and wider open. And I think that's where we're going to eradicate racism. It's going to be in the generations to come. Because they are lessons learned today that will be taught throughout tomorrow. And I really hope that's what happens because I, I really honestly believe the only way you're going to end racism in the United States of America is to educate. And not just educate, but put on the full display of Donald Trump for the world to see. Put on the full display. He's educating our children right now how not to be. He's a great example of what not to do, what not to say, how not to feel, how not to act. When you're president of the United States, you don't pick and choose sides in the people of this country. You represent all the people of this country. Every race, every creed, every religion. You can sit there and speak to me on TV for the RNC and tell me that equality exists. You can tell me that racism doesn't exist. You can tell me till you're blue in the face. But you do not live in this country like we live in this country. Your little fucking bubble keeps you very well quarantined for the reality of what is racism in this country. And they do it with glee. And then they get upset when they're faced with the opposition of their very oppression. Rand Paul's a fucking pussy. I would have walked through that crowd without I wouldn't even worry. I would not fucking worry. Because I don't have the stigma behind me like he did. We all know what he was going to be greeted with just as well as he knew what he was going to be greeted with. It was his choice to walk that street. 
It's America. You should be able to walk where the hell you want. But if you carry that kind of stigma behind you, if people recognize you for who you are and what you've done and what you've helped be accomplished by this president and nothing good there, then deal with it. Deal with it. Ted Bundy couldn't walk down the street either, bud. Because he was a monster. He's just a monster of a different proportion. But you're just as unlikable and unwanted. So maybe you should face the music and pay attention to the people that you represent in this country instead of some ass clown calling himself the president of this nation and start reacting how they're reacting because that is what the problem is. You don't address the issue. You don't go to the root of the issue. You dance around the root of the issue. Flaming the fires. We have an opportunity in this country to do one thing better than any other country in this world. We have an opportunity in the United States of America that no other country can have. We have the freedoms that no other country really can give you. And we're trashing it. We're also exercising it. On one side of the equation, they want you to be quiet. They want you to obey. They want you to accept the knee on your neck and the hand in your pocket. And on the other side, we've just had enough. It took a bozo like Donald Trump to open the eyes of America to how fragile our democracy and our republic truly is. It took a man like Donald Trump to force us to realize that equality is just a glimpse in the distance and we have not reached it yet. We can claim we have, we can think we have, we can say we have, but we're not witnessing that. We're not seeing that. For those of you who think otherwise, get out of your bubble. Go spend some time in a soup kitchen. Go visit some homeless vets. Go meet your neighbors down the road that you don't drive through the neighborhood of because you're afraid of them. There's a problem in this country and it's called ignorance. There's a problem in this country and it's called ignorance. You ignore these people. You ignore the plight. You don't care because your pockets are full and your heart's not heavy. Well, our hearts are heavy and our pockets are empty. It's not our fault. You can't blame us. A minimum wage is not being paid to us, so how the hell do you expect these people to survive? And right now, during such a horrible time in this country with the pandemic, these people deserve better. We all deserve better. You want us to show up for work for $8.50 an hour, $12 an hour, $14 an hour? You can't even pay your fucking rent in fucking one week's worth of fucking 40 hours. You're not working at the right place and you're not getting paid fair. But we'll never reach it. We'll never reach it as long as there's people like Donald Trump that tell you you can be anything you want to be as long as you're willing to be like me and cheat and thieve and be a complete fucking fuckwad. 
I love my country. I love everything about this country. <clears throat> Stay strong, America. Stay American. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck the RNC. Fuck all that shit. You know what? Just focus on one thing. November 3rd. It's not far away. It's going to be here before you even know it. Vote like your life pretends, depends on it. Really. Vote just like it, it, it means more than breathing. Vote like it's your last meal. Whatever you do, just vote. And vote with pride. It's okay to be a little arrogant, too. Because you're there to do a duty. You're on a mission. Be a little arrogant. Have a little chip on your shoulder. Walk in those fucking polls. Cast your vote. And be proud that you did. And let's just stand back and see what happens. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio, your voice of reason during times of treason. Jeff Kaufman, I hope you have a great night. Stay safe, stay well. Never give up. Hooah.